Welcome to Ricky and Bubba University, the podcast. Uh, Bubba, here we are again. Do you realize that we are, I'm coming mean, quickly approaching the 100th episode of Rick and Bubba University, the podcast? We're in like the 90s right now. Rick, and we're very honored that uh, many of our podcasts uh, remain in the top 100 podcasts in our category. So, you know, uh, 73 is good, but it's not as good as 63. No, it's really not. If we could move this baby, you know, out of the 70s, you know, we'll just move, move, move that up. So um, we're, we're excited today because, you know, a lot of times, let's just be honest. I mean, you start thinking, well, what's going to happen to this country when it's handed off to the next generation? Because you see some, we of never the, thought we'd say that. No, no. When you when you look, we were the next generation. I know, but now we're the old guys and, and, <laughs> and all that. And you look out there, and you're saying this country is just turning in a direction, you know, right, right toward full blown socialism and 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 soft tyranny, and eventually toward a, a more communistic point of view. And and you start thinking, are there any true conservatives out there that that are that are young that that you can pass the baton to that? that understand what it means to be conservative and, and why that is, uh, you know, a, a, a tried and true worldview and political system. And, um, and we have Caroline Smith with us. Now, Bubba, if I told you that there was a show called The Patriot Talk, you start getting in your mind, you start picturing, you know, Blaze TV and you all the, all the people that are on there and you picture, you know, Glenn Beck and all these different people and Mark Levin and, 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 and you know, you start seeing Hannity. I, I never thought that that name would go with a 15-year-old uh, girl named Caroline Smith. Did, did you? Caroline Smith is the host of the Patriot Talk, and uh, she reached out to us via email to tell us a little bit about herself, and we said we have to interview this young lady. So, uh, Caroline Smith, welcome to Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. Thank you guys so much. This is such a big honor. I've listened to you guys for as long as I can remember. I'd be like four and five years old. As soon as I get in the truck, every morning my dad would turn on the Rick and Bubba show. So this is absolutely crazy. Thank you guys so much for having me on. Well, Caroline, I have seen some of your stuff online before, and I think uh, maybe a guest shot or two on something, but I didn't, I didn't make the connection with who you were until we were getting ready for the podcast today. So uh you're you're out there making waves as a 15 year old congratulations thank you so much so how long have you been doing what you're doing and we'll tell people more about what it is um you, like bubba said i mean you you're, you're you've interacted with you know all, all kinds of, of political figures at the age yes, of 15 sir. so how long have you been doing the patriot talk well okay the patriot talk actually didn't start as a youtube video it started on a Monday in February at two in the morning, I felt like God woke me up at two in the morning and I felt a need to go to my desk and start writing. So I woke up, I got out of my bed, I turned on my computer. And as soon as I opened my laptop, I knew exactly what I needed to write. I knew exactly what the name needed to be. And that's how the Patriot Talk came to be. I don't even remember thinking about a name for the show. It just came to me and I absolutely love it. You know, uh, as we... As we communicate with you here on Zoom, uh, you have a tremendous production facility there, it looks like. Thank Tell us a little so bit about, I mean, I've, I've seen a lot of TV stations didn't have, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, video that looked that good. So tell us a little bit about your setup there, too. I, I want to know how all that came about. Well, thank you so much. So I actually have incredibly supportive parents and my dad owns a video production company. So he's so kind. He lets me use his setup anytime that I need. And I've, it's it's awesome. I'm so grateful that I have the opportunity to use it so often. 
I love it. So really, it's like I grew up with my dad being a football coach, so I always had a lot of football helmets and shoulder pads <laughs> and stuff like that laying around. So you know, we had more football gear than any of the kids in the neighborhood. Right, right. But so you're sitting here with the same deal. Your dad has a TV production company, so yes, sir. so you have a TV uh, production studios. At to you, you have access to those because of your family. Yes, sir. You know that that's crazy. And you you said he has uh, he does some other work too. Yes, sir. He actually, he does dirt work. He, he can operate all kinds of big machines that I can't even think about <laughs> operating. And he also does live event production. So all different types of concerts and all this different stuff. He's crazy. You, He's you a know, man of all trades. Caroline, you don't, no. that's usually not a combination. You see no. dirt <laughs> moving, you don't. TV production, live events. That, you know, that's, I, that's true. I can't imagine. That is a multi-talented guy, but I'll have to say a guy after my own heart. I I can't imagine ordering (laughs) several loads of dirt. And, oh, by the way. Can you do a 15-minute video for me? Yeah, could I? Could I use your, you know, (laughs) I mean, I just can't imagine that. Well, that's that's cool. So at your your age, uh, you said that, you know, you're only 15. Yes, uh, sir. And and you, you were raised on Rick and Bubba. So tell us a little bit about that. How did you become familiar with this show? Um, oh my goodness. So I don't even, I can't even tell you how I became familiar with the show because I've listened to you guys my entire life. Like one of my earliest memories actually was being in Birmingham with my parents. And I remember walking by your studio and waving at you through the glass and y'all waving back. And I was like, Oh, it's Rick and Bubba. So (laughs) this is like a full circle moment. I've listened to you guys forever. (laughs) So really you've listened so long. You don't know life outside (laughs) of Rick and Bubba. Exactly. I don't know life without getting in the truck in the morning and listening to the Rick and Bubba show. So. Well, gosh, we're honored by that. And I have a feeling that uh, we're going to be very honored as you continue on, because uh, I think you're 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 very good at what you do to be your age. Oh, and, thank you so and, much. and that's definitely not a limiting factor. Um, a lot of upside here, Rick. I mean, she's going to have a long career. I hope while I'm in the nursing home, I'll get to see you on Major <laughs> Network. Yeah, you know? I mean, and I'll say, I'll say, I knew her when. Yeah, here I was at, at 15 wanting to be in radio, but all I was doing was, was on a cassette recorder, <laughs> you know, trying to talk in right. there saying, what if one day you, you're at 15, said you wanted to do, uh, you know, something uh, with a conservative point of view, and you actually have a full-blown TV studio, and you're, and you're streaming on YouTube. Uh, yes, sir. So, do you catch a, a lot of flack about this being your age? Do you do you find many like-minded people? Uh, because you know we're supposed to be when we're young like this, we're supposed to be bleeding hearts and you know yeah. and just emotionally to yes, the left sir. on our politics. And then when you get older and yeah. wiser, you get more conservative. So you're kind of going against that a little bit. Yeah. So so do you have like-minded people around your age? Um, yes, sir. I actually have a really good friend. Her name is Kellyanna Brooking, and she's actually from Washington State, so it's a much more liberal state than Alabama. But she does pretty much the same thing that I do. She um, she does interviews. So there are definitely some people my age that do it. You know, you've probably heard of the organization Turning Point USA. Yeah. I've gotten to interview some of the spokespeople, and I've gotten to go to those events. And so we're definitely not alone in this fight. Um, I would definitely say so. It isn't as prevalent within my age range to, you know, host a conservative political show. It's definitely a unique thing, but I'm very, very excited about it. Um, I do get hate sometimes. My my family, actually, we put up a Trump sign during the 2020 election Uh-oh. and uh, it got taken down within 24 hours. So, you know what we decided to do? We decided to put up an even bigger Trump sign. <laughs> so we did that and it got taken down again within 24 hours. We ended up having a total of about five Trump signs taken down 
before the election, which was ridiculous. And um, so after that, we actually received hate mail. You know, I've received on my Instagram hate messages, some horrible, horrible messages just because of what I do and they see what I'm doing. And I think it threatens them. I think it threatens their their agenda. Well, you know, Rick, I'm trying to think because I know where you're from is a, a fairly conservative area. Yes, sir. Because uh, you're you're from the same county we you're are. You're from our county. Uh, who tears yes, down? And, and who, who pulls down Trump signs who, in Calhoun County? Rick, who, I know. Who in the world would go in the yard of a heavy machine operator who moves dirt <laughs> and take a sign down? I mean, you who could just, catch you on camera. I know. Well, you're just rolling the dice, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm going to tell you this, Caroline, and I know this. I kind of, you know, he, I, I don't know, but I kind of digs a lot of holes around there. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I. Uh, I <laughs> I kind I kind of blame Bubba's hometown for this because of the university up there. You know, every every now and then some of this, you know, yeah, that yeah. that, that collegey, you know, higher education liberal yes, stuff. Sir. It's it, you know, we don't have a lot of it in Calhoun County, but right. we got a little bit, and it's all kind of it's right there in that area, and you're not that far yes, from there. Sir. I mean, you never uh, know; some English professor may rift it there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't doubt that. <laughs> well, did you did you ever get a picture of who did it, or did your dad? figure out you who know, it was we never could figure out who it was and sometimes they didn't even take it down the last time it happened they vandalized it they spray painted they sprayed like curse words and stuff all over it it was a big sign like we we go big or we go home and it was just completely destroyed so we never actually figured out who did it i wish we would have wow that's a brave individual all right so uh you, <laughs> you know in our county it's not wise to go in somebody's yard to say, I, 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 you know if you're gonna do that it just doesn't seem the place to do it no i mean it, it really do doesn't so you have a YouTube channel, you, and you're yes, and you're and you're on Instagram, and are yes, you? Sir. And so so do you use all of Facebook? And you do are you are you on all of it, or just uh, some platforms? Um, so primarily, I use YouTube and I use Instagram. I actually just put a website up. It's thepatriottalk.com. So you can go see my interviews and my videos there now. Um, but I'm primarily using Instagram and YouTube. But I am going to start moving over more to Facebook as well. Any pushback from the from the uh, the, the social media forces uh, because of your points of view? You know what? There have been a few times that I've been flagged. I've been temporarily disabled from Instagram twice. And my stories are always like, fact check, fact check, fact check. You know, we disputed of what you said, blah, 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 blah. And they don't give you any actual factual evidence to back up right. that what you said was right. wrong. So yeah. it's ridiculous. But thankfully, I have not been banned yet. It's going to take a little while for that to happen. But I'm sure eventually it'll happen. Well, it may happen after this interview. You well, never know. <laughs> Well, yeah, we saw it. You know, we did a story on the show uh, this week about, um, you know, a military doctor that was, you know, saying I I'm, I'm claiming whistleblower status and the things that she was concerned about with the mandate, man, mm-hmm. mandating the vaccine. She wasn't anti, anti-vaccines, but she was worried about her taking physicals and saying, hey, some people may be susceptible to something and I, I want to be able to talk about this. And we looked mm-hmm. and when they flagged, you know, this doctor, it kept saying, like you're talking about, well, we... Uh, we're we're disputing what what she's saying and we're fact checking, mm-hmm. but they don't tell you what what have you proven what she said is wrong yeah. or yes sir. Uh, that's the problem is they can just decide that they want to to ban you or to take you off and they don't have to give a reason because uh, unfortunately they're in a position right now where they they control uh, free speech. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. they are the gatekeepers right now and which it's never it set up to be that way by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, there's something going to have to be done about that when they when they actually uh, get sideways with a, a democratic lawmaker you'll probably see something done. 
But, uh, you know, we've had, of course, the former president has uh, been banned, and we had our own governor had her website taken down here for a few mm-hmm. days uh, this week. So it's uh, it, it's kind of a strange deal. Uh, Caroline, let me ask you this. Tell us some of the folks you've interviewed uh, on your shows or during your time of uh, reporting and uh, how that went. Who, who, who were you most impressed with? Yeah, I tell you what, let's hold that for just a minute. Let's take a break, and we'll come back, because that's the next question we need to ask. Who have you interviewed? And, and answer Bubba's question when Rick and Bubba University, the podcast, continues. Rick and Bubba University, the podcast, Caroline Smith uh, is our guest. She is 15 years old, and uh, she hosts on YouTube and Instagram uh, The Patriot Talk, her website, thepatriottalk.com. And, uh, and Bubba, you were asking her before we went to the break about some of the people that she's at. You said it's an interview-type uh, show. And tell us some of the people that you've interviewed that, uh, that have been memorable. Yes, sir. Okay. Well, I've only been doing this for six months, but some people have been so kind and they've really taken a chance on me and allowed them to, um, to be on my show. So one of the most recent interviews I've done is with Miss Carrie Lake. She's running for governor of Arizona. She was a Fox 10 news anchor for over 22 years. She won so many awards and she's actually gotten to interview, you know, President Trump, some big people. So that was the most exciting that I've done. I've gotten to interview some local people such as Congressman Mo Brooks. I love Congressman Mo Brooks. I've gotten to interview Senate candidate Jessica Taylor. She's amazing. Um, Spokespeople for Turning Point USA. And hopefully very soon I'm going to be doing an interview with Charlie Kirk of Turning Point USA. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, so, yeah, you, yeah, if you talk to Charlie Kirk, now people will start banging. <laughs> yeah, uh, you better but, look out. Look yeah. out. But you were talking about, about – and you go, were on – You wasn't you on Newsmax too? Didn't they have you yes, on for sir. some panels um, on that? I had the incredible opportunity of two times appearing on Newsmax as a political panelist, and that was definitely so much fun. I, I really enjoyed that. Um, some of the people I've gotten to meet, I haven't gotten the, to interview them yet, but I've gotten to like personally talk with them was Miss Laura Trump and Kaylee McEnany and uh, Charlie Kirk and Judge Jeanine. But I got to say, Miss Laura, you asked me which one was most impressive to me. Miss Laura Trump was definitely she was such a sweet human. She's so she's so down to earth and so genuine. And Kaylee McEnany as well. They're they're both just huge inspirations of mine. So they're definitely my favorite people that I've gotten to meet so far. You know, I agree with you. I think Laura Trump comes across on TV very well. Um, you know, some of her family uh, at times may push the envelope a little bit uh, for us. Sure. What some of the more, uh, uh, gosh, I hate to put people in these classifications, but <laughs> some people think that, that maybe the Trump men get a little aggressive and, and are a little too bully when they, mm-hmm. uh, even though they agree with their points. Uh, and I think we saw that in the election where probably they, they didn't carry some people, uh, the president didn't, that he wanted. Uh, but but Laura seems a little more, she's got all the points, but she seems like maybe her presentation is better. Would you agree with that? Yes, sir. I would definitely think so. You know, I love all the Trump family. I think they're amazing. I'm incredibly supportive of them. But sometimes their tone does come across a little bit harsh or, you know, a little bit negative. But Miss Laura Trump's definitely different. Um like I said, I support them all. But it was actually at the Young Women's Leadership Summit in Dallas, Texas, that I got to meet with Miss Laura. She took time before she spoke in front of thousands of young women to allow me to go backstage and talk with her for like 10 minutes. It was incredible. And I got to take pictures with her. And we it was really great because we talked about like her kids and her dogs. And I thanked her family for everything they've done. But she's definitely very genuine. She's very humble. She's very down to earth. She's not what the media makes it makes her out to be do you think that she has political aspirations or do you think that she has electability is that a good way to put it 
You know what? She actually talked about running for Senate in her home state, um, but she decided not to because her kids are young. So maybe hopefully in the future, you know, I would love to see Mr. Eric Trump as president or Miss Laura Trump eventually as president of the United States. I think they would both be incredible, but um, I think she would be incredible in any type of politics. She's incredibly well-spoken. She's well-rounded. And I think she'd do an amazing job. I think the reason why you you see these doors opening for you with, with conservatives is I think there really is, like we've talked about from the very beginning, a true concern of what's going to happen to this country if the next generation has been indoctrinated through higher education mainly yes, uh, in, into believing that so, uh, you know that a socialistic form of government is somehow uh, more loving, more caring, mm-hmm. uh, that, that that's, uh, that's the utopia, capitalism is evil, yes, the free market is evil. And, and, and all of this, and, and I think that when they see someone 15 years old uh, that is not just, you know, having a conservative point of view but is, is willing to be an activist and, and to get involved, I, I think people want to see that and they want to hear from you. Um, and, and let me ask you this on that note, you, you being uh, a woman, and, and men, men and women are equal, but they're not the same no matter how, yes, much, uh, no matter yes, how much the fallen creation wants you to think they're interchangeable. And one of the problems that President Trump had, and there's a chance he's going to run again. Yes, sir. Uh, and, and I know that you're all about President Trump, so I'm not asking you the question because it's clear that it, it didn't bother you. But oh, you, yes, did, but you did mention uh, that somehow he sometimes he could rub people the wrong way. And one of the areas that seemed to be problematic uh, were women older than you, but with females uh, yes, who who in, in suburbs, you know, yeah. that that they mm-hmm. didn't like his tone. Have you yes, have you found that to be true, being a woman talking to other women that, that uh, President Trump rubbed them the wrong way? You know what? No, sir. I've not found that to be true. Actually, a couple of weeks ago, my dad took me to the Save America rally in Coleman, Alabama, and um, I actually got to catch President Trump's hat, so that was pretty cool. <laughs> but when he was talking in his speech, he was talking about, like, you know, the suburban women, they said they wouldn't vote for me, but they did. And you could just hear the crowd go wild because – he had there was so much support for president trump within that age range within those women i definitely don't think that um they were against him in any way i think that they know that for their family's sake even if they don't agree with their tone he was definitely the right choice and i think he had no lack of support in that area the um you mentioned the rally uh i I was fortunate enough to get to be part of one one time too it's it's different than any other political event I've been to. It felt more like a college football game. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, I mean, when you got vendors selling hot dogs out in the middle of the day and the events not till mm-hmm. late that night, you know you got something going on. Uh, what uh, what do you think about the president's uh, former president's chance to win if he does declare to win, to run again in the next election? Oh my goodness! So. Um... First of all, I agree. The Trump rallies are amazing. The energy is unlike anything else I've ever been to. I've been to a couple and um, it's just absolutely incredible. But I think President Trump could run and he can definitely win just like he won last time. But we're going to have to preserve our election integrity, because if we don't do that, then we'll never win another election in America. And it's a really sad thing to think about. But we have to. We have to preserve our election integrity or else President Trump can't win. If the Democrats stole the election once, they'll do it again in a heartbeat. We have to, as Americans, be standing together and be willing to fight against this, just like you guys are doing, just like I'm trying to do. So, Carolyn, let me let me follow up on that. So you do think for sure the election was stolen last time? No, absolutely. 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 And 
how come we have not been able to produce evidence to get some type of result in court from that? What, what do you think happened or how was it done? You know, I've actually, I told you, I've been talking to Miss Carrie Lake, who's running for governor of Arizona, and I'm sure you guys have both heard tons about the Arizona audit, hundreds of thousands of ballots unaccounted for and past the point of margin in Arizona where it should automatically be decertified. And um, I know you guys have heard of Mr. Mike Lindell. He did the documentary about all the Mm -hmm. election fraud that took place. He exposed all the evidence. I actually had the opportunity to meet him a couple weeks back, but... um, I don't know. I feel like that there are not enough people in our government that are willing to take action and to stand up and to fight for our republic. Because if we don't fight now, then we'll never have another chance to. And that's why I'm speaking up. That's why I'm fighting now. But I think that we definitely, definitely have to preserve our election integrity. I think it's so sad that we don't have enough people in D.C. that are willing to stand up and fight. We have a few incredible people that some of them I've gotten to meet. And some we have some true patriots up in D.C. You know, you've got Marjorie Taylor Greene, Madison Cawthorn, Lauren Boebert, some incredible people. But we don't have enough. We don't have enough people that are willing to go up there and to fight. So that's you, what we need. You, you were talking about um, this Arizona deal, but we, we just had something we did on the show that supposedly was saying that they went back and audited this and they came back and Biden actually picked up 320 60, or some yeah, uh, uh, mm-hmm. votes. Do, mm-hmm. do, you, do you think that you, you think that's false? You don't think that uh, audit was what, what was the flaw in that? Absolutely. I think that's false because no matter what you see, what we're not paying attention to is the number of duplicates that happened in that audit over 17,000 duplicates, which is past the point of the margin in Arizona where the election has to be decertified. So it doesn't matter if they say Joe Biden won. Okay. If they say Joe Biden won Arizona, fine. Okay. Joe Biden won Arizona, whatever the left says. But at the same time, you know, when we look at the number of duplicates, we're like, okay, this election was unfair. We have to decertify the results in Arizona. Well, also you were mentioning, and, and what's her name again in Arizona? Miss um, Carrie Lake. Carrie Lake. I saw yes, her. Sir. I saw her. See if I have this right. And if it's the wrong person, is she the one that was the former TV journalist? Yes, yes sir. Yeah, yes. So, so I saw her uh, when she was talking about running for governor. Yes, sir. And she said, as clear as anyone could say, I was part of TV journalism. Yes, sir. And we absolutely stopped doing journalism, and we just became propaganda. And that's the reason why she had to walk away from it. She she couldn't do it anymore. Do, do I not have that right? Oh, yes, sir. You're totally right. So I actually got to talk with her about that because that was the first thing I wanted to discuss with her. I was like, hey, you you walked away from the media because you felt that they were, you know, like you said, pushing an agenda, pushing propaganda instead of actually reporting what needed to be said and, you know, contributing to the chaos going on in America last year. So I think that the media definitely didn't contribute to that. I don't want to call it a scamdemic because I know that people did suffer from COVID-19, right? But I believe that it wasn't as big of a deal as the media made it out to be and that it was all plot to help steal the election. So you think that that was just a convenient, um, something that wasn't planned or something that wasn't fabricated, but it it fell into their lap and they used it uh, to a level that, that left the facts and became more of a, uh, more more propaganda and fear-mongering? Oh, yes, sir. I would definitely say so. And now, even more so, I'm definitely sure that you are right because, I mean, we look at what happened on uh, the 9-11 memorial. 
you see all of the Democrat politicians, you know, gathering around the memorial in New York with their um, masks on, you know, for the photo op. But the moment that the cameras turn off, all of the Democrat politicians take off their masks. And these people are hypocrites. They want to push their agenda onto us, but they don't want to abide by their own rules. And I think it's ridiculous. It needs to stop. All right, we'll come back. We're going to continue with Caroline Smith. She is a host of the Patriot Talk. You can find that on YouTube and Instagram, the website, thepatriottalk.com, the 15-year-old conservative talk show host. Uh, So we'll come back more with Caroline Smith when Rick and Bubba University, the podcast, continues. All right, so Bubba, Gabby, you remember when they first came along and we saw this word, Gabby? We're like, what what does this even mean? And and it stands for get a better insurance. And uh, again, if we were all straight up, uh, we probably have not put as much uh, effort into finding out if we're overpaying for our homeowner's insurance and our automobile insurance because everybody's forcing you, hey, if you want to get this uh, loan, you got to have insurance. Okay, uh, let me use the insurance company my parents use. Hey, if you're going to buy this house, you got to get it insured. Okay, mom and daddy said this, uh, this is what they did. But what if you're overpaying on your automobile and your homeowner's insurance and you don't know it? Uh, and then you say, well, Rick, I don't have time to be calling a bunch of insurance companies and getting different quotes. You're right. You don't. That's why you need to go to Gabby.com uh, slash Rick Bubba. Gabby.com, G-A-B-I.com slash Rick Bubba. Here's what happens. Doesn't cost you anything. Uh, they, they have a system set up that's easy to operate. You put in a little bit of information about your automobile and your homeowner's insurance. Then they pull up 40 different companies. And, Bubba, the big names are all there. They've got nationwide travelers. So, you know, whatever you've ever heard of, you will look at these big-time insurance companies, and you'll see a quote, and it's either better than what you've got right now uh, or it's not. But at least you'll know. And these are not ballpark guesses. Some of these other systems that try this, it's just a bunch of ballpark guesses. This is a true comparison, and it's the only true comparison platform with fast, verifiable quotes. And you look over there, and you say, I think I can do better for the exact same coverage. People switch to Gabby and save on average $80 a month versus their current policy. That's $80 a month. So Gabby has been featured in TechCrunch, Forbes, and USA Today. Start saving on your auto insurance and your homeowner's insurance today. Go to Gabby.com slash Rick Bubba to start saving today. It's totally free. G-A-B-I.com slash Rick Bubba. That's Gabby.com slash Rick Bubba. We're talking with Caroline Smith. She's the host of the Patriot Talk. She's 15 years old, uh, and she is a staunch conservative, Bubba, from everything I can gather in this interview. Yeah, and I, I was going to ask Caroline her thoughts on uh, some of the other issues. You, we were we were in the COVID world just a minute ago. Yeah. Yes, uh, have you had COVID, Caroline, by chance? Um, not that I know of, but of course I'm young, so I probably wouldn't know. Right. Um, my parents have both had it. They both have the antibodies now. They're totally fine. My grandparents have had it. They both, they all have the antibodies and they're fine. Um, one of my grandfathers, he did suffer worse from it because he has like a heart condition, but Hey, he's perfectly fine now. God restored his health and we're all good. So, so I, I was just curious with you, with the way you, that you were saying that I take it y'all are not a big vaccine family. Um, well, we aren't completely against the vaccine. Um, we don't care if people get the vaccine or if they do, but as for now, it hasn't been out long enough to be proven that, you know, it has positive results or it doesn't have long-term, you know, negative health effects. So that's really, we're primarily focused on freedom. So people can do what they like. We don't care. Um, 
if you get the vaccine, if you don't get the vaccine, it's totally your decision, but the government shouldn't be enforcing it. It should be our decision. Yeah, I think there's, you know, there's just a lot of people from that school. I'm not anti-vax, and we've talked about it on the air. I've had family yes, members that got it. If you haven't had it and don't have the natural antibodies, I think you're, you know, you're really kind of rolling the dice there if you don't get it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we don't know long-term, and we don't know long-term what COVID can do and uh, and all of that, but uh, yes, sir. it's uh, it, it's definitely a topic. I, I really, we were, we were talking about this the other day on the show. It just doesn't make sense to me. However you fall in this, whatever your political slant is, whatever yes, your COVID slant is, and we all have one, that we would fire health care workers who – refuse to get the vaccine by the way healthcare yes, workers won't get it that that, that always you go well, well why ain't they getting it um when we already have a health care shortage that we're firing the very people that we were singing songs for yes, calling sir. heroes one year ago now because they won't get the vaccine and basically bow to uh uh you know to the leaders uh they're being fired they've been demonized is, is that not odd to you Yes, sir. I think it's very weird. I was actually talking to my dad about that yesterday. You know, Governor Hatul of New York, she's firing all the health care workers of New York that are unvaccinated. I think that's kind of crazy. Like you said, last year, there were dozens and dozens of commercials being like, oh, you know, nurses and doctors are heroes. They're saving us in this pandemic and blah, 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 blah. But now we're firing them in an instant because of their vaccination status. I think that's a bit hypocritical. Yeah, I look at your computer. Those of you that are listening to this, not watching it, she has make Orwell fiction again. Uh, if it's, it, because <laughs> that's a good one. It is uh, because I think that's the odd part because we're developing this bizarro uh, society that says vaccinated people, fully vaccinated people, good people who are not vaccinated, bad. Uh, hey, what yes, if we what if we have natural antibodies? Shut up. We don't know what to do with y'all. Go back to where you came from. The um, the fully vaccinated, good, wonderful. They're even slanting it now, which this is when it gets kind of creepy. They're even trying to get into the faith-based uh, worldview. Those of us with a biblical yes, worldview, how can you be a Christian and not be vaccinated? Yeah, what about I mean, love uh, thy neighbor? No, you, you can't even. So where did all uh, this? That's, that's an interesting picking of the cherries yes, when you're yeah. quoting the Bible to me. Especially when you quote the Bible, then you're starting to make us see some sort of system you're building where if we don't do a certain thing, we can't uh, go into places to eat. Yeah, you, and we can't. If we you're can't, trying to beat down yeah. uh, unjustified fear out there, you're doing a bad job. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think sometimes I think sometimes when the big tyrannical government people when they get mad or they get they get upset, they show you who they really are. Uh, and if you pay attention. So let me ask you this, though, because I'm sitting here talking to a 15-year-old, and you're rolling off this information. You've, you've <laughs> developed this uh, uh, worldview and this political view. All right, there's no way you went to public school. Okay, so, so wh- wh- how, how, how were you educated? Uh, are, are, have you been to private school, homeschool? Home okay, well, actually, I did go to public school, but it was a long time ago. So um, I started off being homeschooled. And then from fourth through the sixth grade, I attended a public school in Calhoun County. And then from sixth grade on, now I'm currently in 10th grade, and I'm doing dual enrollment online at the University of Gadsden. And I'm, I do homeschooling. So I get to dive in a lot when it comes to American history and studying our Constitution. And I really enjoy it. So where, where did that love for that come from? 
Okay, well, I want to say it probably came from back in 2016 during the presidential elections. You know, my family, we were all very outspoken on that. I kind of picked up on a little bit of that. And I was like, oh, wait, this is actually kind of cool. I think I'm going to start paying attention. So I, um, I watched the presidential debates and I stayed up all night on election night until President Trump had, you know, won the presidential election. I was so excited. I, I was a supporter of President Trump even back then. Um, but then I kind of I kind of forgot about politics for a little while because under the Trump administration, we had years of just peace. Everything was fine. I didn't have to think about politics. Oh, you know, I, I got to focus on other aspects of my life. But in 2020, I was told I couldn't go to church because the government told me that I couldn't. And, you know, I couldn't go on trips because the government told me that I couldn't. And I was like, wait, this is unconstitutional. This isn't right. This is un-American. And that's what really forced me to reignite, I guess, a passion for politics. So that's pretty much that's pretty much how it happened. You know, uh, we we love getting your input on how you think about these various issues because you do represent the next generation that will be coming behind us. I'm going to assume you fall in line with the conservatives on the abortion issue and the border. Yes, sir. (laughs) Yes, sir. Definitely. So actually, I try to base all of my politics off of my faith. And, you know, you'll notice in the Bible that we're supposed to fight for those who can't fight for themselves, to speak up for the unborn and um, to speak up for those who can't speak for themselves. And that innocent unborn are the literal definition of those who cannot speak or fight for themselves. So when it comes to abortion, I'm definitely pro-life. I believe that it's absolutely disgusting that our federal tax dollars go towards abortion and that my parents who are Christians are having to fund Planned Parenthood. I think that's absolutely ridiculous. But as for the border, the Bible also talks about building walls and, you know, keeping your nation secure. And I think it's very important that we do so. You know, America was built off of, you know, citizens coming in, you know, immigrants. I think we're an incredible country. We're a melting pot. I think it's what makes America so extraordinary. I think everyone should be offered the opportunity of having the American dream, but they have to come in legally. We can't allow all of these millions and millions and millions of illegal immigrants into our nation when we don't even know who's coming in. They're decreasing the value of our economy, of our nation. And I think it's amazing. Everyone who comes into our nation should have the opportunity of achieving the American dream. I love America. There's nowhere else I'd rather live. I probably won't ever live anywhere else. But we have to make sure that we put America first and that we secure our borders and that we build a wall. I think that's very important. Yeah, I've, uh, you know, of course, we agree with you, but I've always thought it was almost humorous how... (laughs) When uh, some on the left would try to quote Bible verses to us about <laughs> the foreigners coming in, but they seem to skip over the part that heaven has walls and a gate, and not yes, everybody is, is is given admittance. Well, yeah, <laughs> that, that kind of a stumbling block for me on that. Let's one. see the book of Nehemiah is about <laughs> Nehemiah going back to rebuilding to rebuild yeah. a wall. Because uh, that he was told to, and even his king thought it was a good idea. Well, it was you know it's not immoral to vet. It's and the one that yeah. gets the one that gets me the most is now that the left seems to say that we should vet everybody for vaccines except people coming in the border, and that doesn't. I mean, that doesn't even my mind can't even wrap around. It goes back to why I don't believe in man-made global warming because the people who yes, claim sir. well the people who claim to believe it don't live like they think it's going to really destroy the earth. And we've talked mm-hmm. about examples of that many, many times. But yes, if sir. you believe that, oh, my goodness, the pandemic is going to kill us all, uh, and it certainly has killed people, and I, I don't want to make light of that. No, but, we've lost friends. Yeah, but but this, is gonna, it, this is not the bubonic plague. 
You know, yes, where, 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 hey, if you get it, you're you're done. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that, I mean that, that our is, numbers are still, yeah. you know, in the one and two percent range, depending on who whose numbers you're using. I mean, if it's we great. were looking at thirty or forty percent, uh, boy, you'd have a whole it, it, different yeah, view of it. Much different, but but when you see them saying, well. Having a hole in the border is no big deal. Right. And here come people in that we're not requiring to be vaccinated. We only want to require our own citizens to be vaccinated, not not people coming from we don't even know where. Uh, that yes, just sir. that just makes you believe that um, it can't be as as you know daunting as they continue. So maybe they make it to be daunting so that they can use it for political and and power grabs. Because if they would shut that border. And they'd be mm-hmm. like, we can't let people in here right now. I would go, gosh, they're really, they're really concerned about this. Yes, but, it, but it just doesn't feel like that it's possible to be screaming, you're killing your neighbors uh, if you won't get vaccinated. But now the people coming in the border, we're not concerned about them. Yeah, that keep, make in mind, keep in mind what you're saying, Rick. And it, it's just it's mind-boggling to say we have people coming in from Central America for whatever reason. We're letting them in. We say we're vetting them. We know they're not. They don't have yes, time or the manpower to do it. Mm-hmm. But yet they can come in. They don't have to be vaccinated. Don't have to wear a mask, Rick. Nothing. But we're firing first responder heroes that won't be vaccinated. I can't even, I can't even, I can't wrap my arms around that at all, even to have a discussion about it. It's so bizarre. Caroline Smith is our guest. We're going to come back and talk with her for the last part of this edition uh, when Rick and Bubba University, the podcast continues. Carolyn Smith, here she is. Caroline's here. She's, uh, she hosts mm-hmm. the Patriot Talk. Uh, her new website is thepatriottalk.com. You can find out everything about her. She's 15 years old. Caroline, I, I imagine it would be hard to lose an argument uh, or win an argument <laughs> against you. you, yes. you would, it would be tough. So are, are you, oh, thank you Are you old enough to date? Do you have a boyfriend? or how, how's your, <laughs> What's your personal life look like? Oh no, sir. I'm not. I'm not looking towards dating right now. Definitely, that's definitely not on my agenda. Um, right now, I'm focused on pursuing a career in political commentary and pursuing a career in politics. Because even though I'm 15, you know, this is the moment for which we are, we were created. The mm-hmm. Bible talks about that, and I believe that God has called me to speak up right now. I don't really, I don't really want to focus on anything else. He has directed my path in this direction. Well, I, I knew he wouldn't win an argument, so I was just inquiring because uh, I, I have a feeling you were going to win all of those. So what is next for you? Where, are you are you wanting to go to college? Uh, are you wanting just to keep pursuing this? Are you going to try to do both? Where, where, where are we going to be a year from now, three years from now? Okay, you know what? If I'm being honest, I'm going to be wherever God takes me. But as for right now, I'm going to keep working on my show. I'm going to keep publishing articles and speaking out for the truth and for freedom because as ronald reagan once said freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction i know you guys have both heard that quote dozens of times before but i think right now fighting for our freedom right now is the most important thing that i could be doing because you know i don't know what america will look like by the time i'm old enough to actually go to college you know i'd love to go to liberty university or something like that and pursue a degree in journalism and then eventually i'd love to be a contributor for like newsmax or fox you know way down the road um and maybe even run for something myself i've thought about running for governor i think that would be really really fun you know what? But, you'd probably make a pretty good one. Yeah, I do want to say this. I think you're too, I think you're too conservative for Fox News. You might want to stay with News, <laughs> Max. That's probably true. Uh, the, the, uh, well, you know, and Bubba brought that up mm-hmm. about about you game planning. Uh, so when when you when, when you say you know that you feel the urgency to this right now, you know when you, you brought up the Ronald Reagan comment, which was one hundred percent true. But you know who else said that? 
Who? The Soviet Union. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. When, they, when they were trying to, because, I mean, you remember we had the guy, he came over here in like 85 or something. And uh, they were, Gorby? No, the guy that uh, that he defected from the Soviet <laughs> oh, Union. I yeah. can't think of his name. And he, and he worked inside the government. And he said just what, what Ronald Reagan said. They agreed with what Ronald Reagan said. Yes, he, he, he said, all you have to do is turn one generation toward communism and you got it. Right. And he mm-hmm. said, and that was our plan. We weren't going after people that had already made those decisions. Right. What we were trying to do is use, like you see, with the you know the, the, the educational system. We just That's wanted it. to take a generation of young Americans, mm-hmm. and if we turn them toward uh, socialism and then eventually to communism, then you take a country and change it in one generation. So Ronald Reagan believed that for reasons that we would say, you know, jump up and down about. But the yes, Soviet sir. Union had the same strategy because they know it works too, to go the other yes, way. Sir. And and that's why I think that people your age, and the minute we saw the email, you know, honestly, we get a lot of emails of people that want to be interviewed. And if we feel like yes, that sir. they pretty much feel the same way that we do, there's some something we can do with that. But when, when I saw you were 15 years old, yeah, um, I was like, you know what, I think this – may make some people feel hopeful. Now, other people are not going to like it. But, but people that are worried about this country, because uh, yes, I think sometimes you think, is it over? I mean, is there anybody that's taking the time to understand? And you seem to understand. I, I really liked that when a minute ago when you said, uh, you know, if we're going to have this republic, I, I love the fact that you realize that we're a constitutional republic. Yes, you know, sir. if you watch the left, they love to call us a democracy all the time and yes, throw that sir. around, and, and we're really not. We, we, uh, it, it is a constitutional republic which is not exactly the same thing. We don't hold a vote, and then the majority yeah. of votes, everybody goes. So that, that doesn't necessarily mean the latest public opinion poll is the rule. That's correct. Yeah. And uh, so what you, you studied all this on your own, or was this something your parents helped you to, to learn? Well, my parents have certainly encouraged me. They encourage me in whatever aspect of my life that I feel God is calling me towards. But I've really, really developed a God-given love for American history and a God-given love for politics. You know, not a lot of people love politics. It's a very <laughs> discouraging thing to think about is what's happening in America today. But I actually become more encouraged the more and more I dive into this because I'm like, hey, look, the only direction we can go from here is up, right? So I've got to keep fighting for it. We've got to preserve our freedom now and start getting our freedom back. Well, I'm telling you, your daughter's getting interested in politics, oh, and now here's Caroline. I mean, I know. I mean, we, we we've got some young people. And I know your daughter. I mean, she she makes Rush Limbaugh like a model. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Sure. So, and, uh, uh, so it's uh, we we have uh, we have some Rick. There some of them are uh, you know they may be outnumbered, but uh, I feel I feel confident with what they're saying and what they're doing and the way they're going about it. And uh, Caroline, congratulations on your success. I mean, I'm blown Thank away. You so much. You're, you're doing a great job and. <laughs> And I know, I know for a fact, they said this is not the last we've seen or heard from you. Oh, thank you so much. This has been one of the greatest honors of my lifetime, being on the Rick and Bubba show. This is so exciting. This will forever be one of my favorite days. And I really appreciate you guys taking a chance on me and allowing me onto your show. I, I don't take it for granted. This is awesome. Well, well we may need that favor return one of these yeah, days. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, really, Caroline, honestly, and I mean, I mean what I said, and, you know, we, we talked to Bubba's daughter who's, you know, in college. I think that people want to hear from younger people that, that the, yes, way, the way this country was designed and, and the way it's supposed to operate isn't just something that is the view of people who are going to be gone. Yeah. You know, it's mm-hmm. also the view of people that are still – you know, that, that are young and are going to be the next generation. So uh, thanks for taking time to be with us. Thepatriottalk.com is where you find out everything about the Patriot Talk hosted by Caroline Smith. And, Caroline, thank you for being our guest today.
Thank you guys so much. God bless you both. Thanks. And Keep thank, up the good work. Yeah, and thanks to thank all of you, you. for being thank with you. us on this edition of Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. much fun thank y'all good job you did a great job you did great oh, thank you, you made, i appreciate it greatly you y'all made, have no idea this is so much fun tell dad we said hello thanks a lot <laughs> actually do y'all have just a second can i um can i video you saying something to my dad this well, yeah, sure, sure. jason smith uh rick here along with bubba and we just had a, a great interview you may have heard of this conservative uh juggernaut called caroline smith uh hey great job with your daughter she was a great interview Jason, I have to tell you, uh, video production, dirt moving specialist, you don't see that a lot, but I'm impressed, I'll tell you that. And from Alexandria, that's quite a combination. It is, and you know what? We will vote you uh, Rick and Bubba's Father of the Week for yeah. raising your daughter uh, on the Rick and Bubba show, and look, the dividends have come in. And I'll let you know about the truck. <laughs> see you, Jason.